Hi, this is Russ Benson. I am a Liverpool supporter, and you're listening to Drunkard United Football Show. You all need Jesus. Yeah, apparently he thinks we need marriage counseling, too, because he threw a humdinger of a question our way. Yeah, he uh, did. He also tried a little other, uh, little, uh, you know, reindeer tricks. And yeah, no, that shit wasn't fucking flying. Wasn't happening? No. Well, no, guess not, what? He said we house. need Jesus. We've got Jesus in a bottle today. Let's start uh, the show. Welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the relieved Samuel Graham. Sammy, it's finally fucking back. It's finally back. Fucking finally thank God, back. it's finally back. Oh my gosh. Took you, long enough. How, how you doing, buddy? Uh, doing very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. You're over there, like, taking 50 fucking pictures, aren't we now, huh? Yeah, do a little photo shoot here. Uh, yeah, social media specialist here. That's it. Yeah. Oh, we're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital, since he doesn't want to have a back and forth. Uh, you can check us out on most podcast platforms. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and review, and most importantly, share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you take a second away from your pretty photo there and tell the good people how they can get in touch. No. It's like we're uh, at DU Football Show on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and DU Football Show at gmail.com if you want to get in touch via email. Which he is so anxiously trying to take the perfect picture for Instagram. That's for damn sure. You are a whore. You really, really, really are a whore. Sam and yes, myself I both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sammy, we said we were going to just go to gin and tonics and gin cocktails, but when you get a whiskey like this, you got to fucking drink this whiskey. Absolutely. So I was able to procure a bottle of Whistlepig uh, Estate Oak Rye Single Barrel. Uh, 15 years old, uh, legally. It was aged, though, for 16 and a half years. However, Whistlepig does not have a 16-year-old UPC that they pay for, so they release it under the 15-year-old label yep um this one comes in at 109.8 proof so it is a barrel strength little humdinger Mm -hmm. uh we got here uh this was actually picked out by one of my stores uh mr justin from uh all of you liquors in ellicott city great fucking guy who has great fucking taste in whiskey a great taste in whiskey being a good guy's uh Debatable. I mean, you know he's going to listen to this, right? You <laughs> I know he is, nice. which is why I got to get my digs in. Um, he said no to me too many times in the last two weeks. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, buddy. I love you. Um, but yeah, uh, excellent, excellent little whiskey here uh, that they picked out. Fun fact, the only single barrel 15-year-old in the state of Maryland. Yep, it is the first one. Yep. And uh, there is also, for the whole Mid-Atlantic region, there's two. There's one in uh, D.C. and there's one in uh, Maryland believe there's a couple in new york and a few down in texas but that's really there's not a ton out there right now so it's one of those kind of rare finds and uh, the thing that's beautiful about these um the barrel strength is that vermont finishing really shines through so um it has this um basically vermont oaks we talked about before has the really really tight ring gauges which really intensifies the vanillin uh compound of the wood which is going to give you a lot of uh really kind of sweet notes, and like the vanilla specifically. But with this, they toast the barrel, and then they char it. So it's almost like treating it like a creme brulee. You warm up the sugar, and then you burn it. And it's going to have this just wonderful English toffee toasted marshmallow. Yeah. And with it being barrel strength and seeing a little bit more time finish in the finishing barrel itself, 
It's just it's those flavors on crack. It oh, is yeah. intense. I was just about sweet. to say the the vanilla is pretty big up front for me, mm-hmm. um, and definitely uh, got that sweetness, uh, which is uncharacteristic of rye, really. Um, just in general, yeah. For me, wasn't a ton of pepper on the back end. Um, to be fair, uh, I had a lot of what you said. It, it's almost like a dessert. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, with this one, you're you're getting a lot of creme brulee, um, some creaminess on the back end. Very nice round mouth feel. A little warm going over the top, but I enjoy that. I think yeah, that's... You, you expect it. When you're doing a barrel proof, this is absolutely. what you're going to expect. And you you want that. You still want to know you're drinking whiskey. Yeah. Uh, and this lets you know you're drinking whiskey. Um, I do want to mention, though, Justin was nice enough to dig through all of his cases and find me bottle number 22, uh, of course. I always, anytime I come across a single barrel, find num- bottle number 22 mm-hmm. uh, because my father passed away on the 22nd of a month. Uh, Justin understood that, did the extra work, and found me... Uh, that bottle in his cases, I didn't have to dig through myself. So uh, big ups to you. He did name this, uh, mm-hmm. actually, was encouraged by your boss to name the barrel, which is uh, uh, more than appropriate. And he named it the Grateful Hog. Hey, newsflash, he's not my boss anymore. Well, it, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, remember. My husband's unemployed and I'm making the money right now. <laughs> We're only surviving by Patreon listeners. <laughs> And you can find that and support the <laughs> Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash do you football show. Good job. High Thank five. You. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but no, just an excellent, excellent whiskey. Did a fantastic job picking this barrel out, uh, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. I know it's he's wonderful. holding my bottle for me that I will be going to get very soon. Yes. So, uh, Mel, I'm going to need you to do a couple more tours because i got to get a little cash for that bottle, okay? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so this, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mel. I was just going to acknowledge that and go herd, and that was it. Gotcha. Um, this one, I didn't give you the price yet, is no cheapo. This one will run you uh, two forty nine ninety nine. Uh, again, can only be found at All View Liquors in Ellicott City, Maryland. So make sure you uh, make your way over there. Tell him the DU football show sent you. I don't think he's going to do anything for you. He honestly doesn't like me. I'm not one of his favorite sales reps, but... Uh, <laughs> But, um, no, just kidding. He does like me, but he's I mean, still not going to give you any discounts. wonder why you've talked shit about him the whole time. So I did one like thing. It. I said one fucking thing. But, yeah, check him out. Got a great selection of craft beer, uh, good stuff in that store. So give him a shout. Man Knows His Whiskey does lots of single-barrel picks, and they're always exceptionally good. So, uh, yeah, man. And, and he can also uh, – he, he's been good at finding kind of the oddbally rare find stuff, too. He, he does a great job of that. Doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be there for you, but he's he can find it, which is good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we decided last week also that we were going to be on our gin binge mm-hmm. uh, for the next few weeks. This, while excellent and a great way to begin the show uh, and celebrate the return of football, is quite expensive, so we won't be finishing that bottle tonight. We'll be having one glass. That's it. We are moving on to the slow gin fizz that you made uh, mm-hmm. using Sip Smith's uh, Slow Gin from England. Uh, 58 proof on this one. This is the special edition 2013 Autumn Harvest. Um, a slow gin is just gin that has um, slow berries. S-O, I'm sorry, S-L-O-E mm-hmm. uh, berries soaked into the distillate. $40.99 to $45.99 on the shelf. And I'm going to let you take it away with the cocktail that we're having uh, to chase down this wonderful whistle pig. <clears throat> Excellent. Uh, slow berry. Think uh, cranberry, not as tart. Definitely on the, as far as the flavor palette goes. The cocktail I did, I did a slight variation of a slow gin fizz because slow gin fizz is slow gin with fresh lemon and uh, club soda, and that's it. Uh, what I did is I used um, the uh, Polar Bitter Orange, um, which is slightly carbonated and uh, a little bit. It's not a sweetened orange. It's a little bit of a more of a bitter orange. And did that. I did the club soda, and then I added a couple of different bitters. I added uh, Bitterman's um, Orange Citrate, which is going to give it a little bit more of a creaminess and kind of not necessarily sweeten it up, but give it a little bit more of this kind of creamsicle kind of feel to it. And I also put a little bit of um, chamomile bitters in it as well, 1821, a company based out of Atlanta. So did a little bit of that for some uh, flavor additive as well. So Got it. Yeah. Awesome. All righty, kids. Let's have ourselves a lovely show. Let's do it. This should be fun. Oh, that sounded really lame. You want to try that again, you two? Sure. There we go. Initially, we were going to preview all the games, uh, but honestly, Sam, we could have gone outside and just flipped a coin, and it would have been more productive. 
So the league is going to be getting started, but the league also gave us plenty of other things to talk about. We had uh, two players pop for uh, COVID this week, including one of the uh, Norwich City players. Uh, no names have been released, and we don't know who the other player is. Stupid HIPAA laws. Yeah. Yep, have HIPAA to protect, UK laws. Yep, have <laughs> to protect the people, huh? I guess. I say stamp them. Scarlet letter. <laughs> well, they pulled them out. Everybody else is being tested. They're doing this is exactly why you do the testing. This oh, yes. Yeah. You know. So let's see who's not at the game. And then wonder. And then we'll just do what the Daily Mail does and throw darts at a board and figure out who it is. Be like, ooh, Timu Puki's not playing. He must have corona. Definitely. Yeah, that's definitely what we'll do. <laughs> Absolutely what we'll that do. That should be fun. I, I, like I said, going outside and flipping a coin would be a better way to figure out how these games are going to turn out. Yeah, for the most part. I think it's, I know one of them. <laughs> it's, been, it's been three months. Yeah. It's just. It's almost like a whole preseason. Yeah. This is a new season. Yeah. I mean, it happens to be the conclusion of a season. But this is a new season. It really honestly is. And what also, I mean, form is out the window. Great. You know what? You guys were on the best Killing winning it. streak in, in the uh, league. Means fuck all now. It really does. I know. It's annoying, too, because that was the first time in a while we had been the form team in the Premier League. You know, Villa gets uh, McGinn back. They have uh, O'Halloran was back before, just before the... Uh, the uh, stoppage. Is that uh, Wes Houlihan you're Houlihan, talking about? sorry, yeah. Houlihan. Well, I guess when he injured himself, he might have been, oh, a hollering. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, ah. that would be Horahan. It could be Horahan, actually. Is. Yeah. It is. Well, it's I know. definitely not, oh, a hollering. No, no, okay, but it is Horahan. That's fine. I named Assassin, but you did too. <laughs> I'm just saying, as little, the resident villainista, <laughs> I know some things. Um, You know, you've got Kane and everybody's. Uh, Personal Healthy. inspiration, yep. Son coming back, <laughs> <laughs> um, coming back as well. General it, Son, and Which, he should be in great shape after all that wonderful basic training. Military he did. service, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. While he was gone, truth, and and yet somehow Paul Pogba, I'm sure, will have like a hangnail. Yeah, something's gonna be wrong. I, I, I just can't do it, Coach. So, sorry, gym teacher, can't get out there today. Can't get out there today. Yeah, yeah. is that I lost my left boot. What other excuses do people give gym teachers? That'd be a good trope. Let's figure out why Paul Pogba's not playing this week. And we'll just make up some random excuse a 14-year-old nerd in in freshman PE would say to his gym teacher. Right. Because that's what would get over on Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer, I think. Right. Yeah. That's that's the... Yeah, the whole, I'm going to try to come up with a reason to not do gym class because I don't want to take a shower at the end. Oh, yeah. Jock itch. Killing me right now. Yeah, pull, pull, pull this thing. Just, <laughs> it's over here. Just doesn't feel good. It just hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely it. I have a migraine. Don't you wish you were a woman? <laughs> There's one answer that gets us out every time. I. You know what? Thank you for saying it because I was thinking it and I wasn't about to oh, fucking yeah. say it. Well, Paul Pogba definitely has myriads. Let's start there. <laughs> Let's start there. That would be a man period for those following along at home. Yes. Um, Why, yeah. Yes, he does. Except he doesn't have one for a long time and then has one for nine solid months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Let's get away from that before we over <laughs> overuse it. Uh, I, I have to say, think, thinking about the... The inclusion of new players, this is going to have to help certain teams, you know. And then you look at, say, the case of Everton, where, you know, everybody's fucking hurt. That's going to directly hurt the team. So, Absolutely. No, I mean, it just you don't have your full complement of players. Well, everybody else uses break to get fully fit. Look at Man United now, just mm-hmm. in general. They now have everybody back. They're obviously going to be stronger if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer can put them in a position to do so. <coughs> They started to look like they were playing better anyway. Right. Now they have their full-strength squad. And then you wonder what happens with, you know, a player like Bruno Fernandes, who obviously made such a huge impact the minute he came onto the side. With this downtime, does that have any kind of effect? What are those players going to be like on on the pitch? How how rusty are they going to be? How many injuries are you going to see? How deep are benches? I mean, there's... There's so many questions, and it's hard to really kind of figure out. Besides that, the human aspect. This pandemic is not over. And, I mean, you've got players like N'Golo Kante. I'm not playing. Yeah. Tough shit. Absolutely. And then you look at just the the human aspect. I mean, the the one that was 
big time publicized was obviously Pep Guardiola, um, uh, who, whose mother passed away from right. this disease. How many other players have family abroad or have family that have been directly affected by this virus or have this virus currently or one of the new cases that are popping up? Yeah. Um, have friends, you know, just that they're close with or what have you. That that could be weighing on their mental health. And we, we've seen time and time again, you don't always have... I mean, look, John O'Shea and Wes Brown had decent careers at Manchester United not being the best defenders in the world, but they were mentally fucking strong. Right. And that mental side of the game... You know, it's probably a fair 25 to 35% of what you do. You know, your ability has a big part of it, but your the mental aspect has a lot to do with your performance. And if you're not there, you could have all the ability in the world. If you're not mentally on that pitch, you're prone to mistakes, you're prone to gaffes, and you're not giving 110%. God, I love my wife. Okay. I she, think I made a pretty good point based she, on the football. She just, I was paying more attention to the whiskey. She gave me the rest of her whiskey. I've got to be professional. I've already had like four beers before the show. Right, yeah. And the cocktail and two beers lined up. And so I'm trying to be responsible. That and Russ sent in a question that's probably going to end our marriage. But Russ also (laughs) sent in a uh, rather professional question. Yes. uh, That I thought we should talk about in this part since we're not really previewing. Let's just kind of field this question. Let me just say something. Maybe both of you should stop drinking if one of these questions may end your marriage. Oh, in it general. won't be on. It won't end on my part. It's his beef. That's why I'm kissing up to him. Uh, got you. Okay. Whiskey. All right. I'm, good. I'm just pretending I'm responsible. Got it. Uh, but yeah, Russ did send in about thirty questions, and three of them are good. So <laughs> let's start with one that uh, is is too good for injury time. So let's answer it here. What are the top five remaining matches that are must-watch this season. All right. Um, Sam, why don't we kind of... Uh, I mean, I don't know all the exact weeks of mine, but I wrote them in order of weeks. I don't know the exact weeks of mine either, but so I did the same thing. Let's. Uh, <coughs> I think we both picked the same game this week. Yeah, do you want to just do tit-for-tat? Yeah, let's go tit-for-tat. All right, so you start. Um, This week, Manchester United at Spurs. Same thing. Yeah, I mean, now... Of course, if if Arsenal beats City, then the Merseyside derby becomes the be-all, end-all because it's Liverpool's opportunity at winning a title. Yeah, of course. And we, we pick these going throughout the rest of the season. So, There'll obviously, other, other results obviously will play into it. Just on the face of it, these are important games. So the very, um, the very next week, what do you, uh, well, what's your next game? Mine is, happens to be the very next week. I've got Newcastle Villa. Uh, and I did this uh, basically because the first week, uh, Spurs, Man United, was basically just both teams chasing a European place. Spurs can close the gap. Are you serious who, about well, being contenders? Who wants to Who wants to make a charge for Champions League? Right. Is really what it comes down exactly. to. Exactly. Obviously, all contingent on whether or not the court for arbitration of sport comes back in City's favor or not. Right. My apologies. I jumped thing. ahead on that. But also, Chelsea's there for the taking. And without Conte, uh, no offense to Gilmore, but, you know, the kid's playing well, but it ain't fucking Angola Conte. No, correct. Yeah. So that's, I, I, the, what are you looking at me crazy for? Because we're talking about Spurs, Man United. You just brought up a bunch of Chelsea players. I'm saying that Chelsea is there for the taking. That if one, oh, whoever in, in wins general, that I'm game, sorry, that the chase they can for that come, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, can yeah. come get Chelsea. I'm Chelsea sorry. is not <laughs> holding on to, ch- ch- fourth is within striking distance. So yes, Champions, Champions League is still on the table. Hell, Champions League is still on the table for you. Champions League is still on the table for Sheffield fucking United. Yeah. Champions League is still on the table for fucking Wolverhampton. Absolutely. But but those two, that's a big showdown. It's Ole versus Jose, and it's going to be for the be-all, end-all. Right. So your next game you said was uh, Newcastle Villa. Newcastle Villa. And I just basically said that this was a great chance for Villa to pick up three points mm-hmm. and kind of distance themselves, get out of the relegation zone, and, and start – hopefully getting some momentum here uh, because we've not been shy about our, our our stance that we want them to stay up. Mm-hmm. Newcastle also, um, Newcastle slipping. I will, not slipping. Newcastle doesn't care. You know, they're, they're, they're probably safe in all likelihood. They could be pulled into a relegation battle, but they're probably safe. And let's face it, they're a little distracted right now. They're absolutely a little distracted right now. 
So yeah, now is that at Villa or at Newcastle? It's at Newcastle, I think. Okay. And that that for me could be a smash and grab. I believe so. Yeah, and I think it's one of the few away wins that that Villa could pick up. And Newcastle ain't scoring any fucking goals right now either. Um, my next one is uh, Watford going. I'm sorry, here I didn't hold it. Southampton going to Watford. Uh, I feel that it's the kind of game where Southampton, if they lose to Watford suddenly are in the relegation talk. They're in the relegation battle. Watford will be at a point where they're just about to maybe, like, that'll get them up really with some breathing room, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really this turn point game where it's not going to be a necessarily entertaining game to watch, but the finality of it is very important. So this was actually my third game. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, for the same reason, there's a potential of Southampton getting sucked back in. Yep. Uh, depending on other results, of course. And then Watford may be putting distance between them and the rest, depending on other results. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I completely agree. This is a, a very important game for both clubs and, and their, their fate, necessarily. Um, so that was your third game. I'll give you my third game. The title may already be decided, but it also may not already be decided Liverpool at City. Yeah. And even if the title is decided, it's the victory lap. And you have to imagine Pep ain't going to let there be a victory lap. Well, correct. I don't think Liverpool will give a shit. I want. To, I would am more interested to see whether or not there is a guard of honor if yeah. Liverpool has already won the title. If it happens to be they won it the week before, you're supposed to guard to honor the next week, right? Yep. And... Yep. I want to see if that happens. You stand either yeah, I side. I know what that is. The opposing players stand on the, the non-championship winning team. Right. Stands either side of the tunnel as the champions walk out and applaud. Oh. It's a guard of honor. Yeah. Any chance of that happening against Everton? No, because that's the only place It would they be could... the following week okay. that they would right. do it. Because they would have won the league if we beat City. Right. They would have won the league at Everton. Got it. All right. Probably. Thank you. Carry on. But I'd, so my, I'd rather do a guard of honor than than have them win it on your ground. Yeah. I'd much rather do a guard of honor. So, and, it, and I don't want to do a guard of honor either. But just with the the recent kind not uh, there wasn't really a beef between the two, but just the recent rivalry, I guess you'd call it between They've been good, the two challenging, clubs. exciting yeah. games. Absolutely. Um I'd like to see if if Pep, you know, finds it within himself to do the shit. Yeah, ESPN last year rated this the number one rivalry in all of the English Premier League. Well, this like, isn't a rivalry. Your, I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. They made, of the top ten rivalries, Merseyside was number ten. I'm like, See, because I, I, get, I, 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 can, I totally get North London, there's an argument to be made for. Manchester United, Liverpool, there's an argument to be made for. But seriously, in the, in the top flight? So, there's <laughs> here's the thing. There are... A rivalry is different than a derby. Yeah. And if they were just going based on sporting success and sporting opportunity, yes, this has been a great rivalry over the last couple of years. Sure. But is it the game everyone gets excited for? No, because honestly, the last few of these big games and big six clashes and all this stuff are very tentative. Yeah. They're actually quite boring games, unless you're a nerd and a pervert. Because it's all very tactical in the midfield, and both teams are just trying not to lose ground on the other, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't get a lot of high-scoring games. You don't, they're very fun games to watch, and in in our sense, the way the way we view the game. But for the average viewer, they're not great games to watch. They're not super exciting all the time, um, and they don't always result in a ton of goals. You right. know what I mean? So. In, in, in terms of what they're chasing as clubs, sure, fine. It's a rivalry. But that's it. got nothing on a fucking derby. Yeah. Okay? It's got nothing so on a derby. So if you want my top five derbies real quick, I would go for, personally, right. North London, A number one. Right. Right? Merseyside is up there. Uh, the, the rest of the four in no particular order. Um, Merseyside derby, Manchester derby, Liverpool, Man United. Yeah. Those are the four most important games, or five most important games in the country. Yeah. Four most four, important games in the, the country. Those are the four most important yeah. games in the country. For me, obviously, an Arsenal supporter, the yeah. North London is a number one. Yeah. But the other three are actual proper rivalries. Yeah. Or actual proper derbies. Yeah. And 
there's no competing with that. I guarantee you, if you asked a Norwich supporter, if they'd rather play an old farm derby or a Premier League game against Burnley, they choose an old farm. Oh, they would say, give us Ipswich every day of the week. Any fucking day. Yeah, absolutely. You asked the fake derby who they'd rather play. Oh, I was going to I was Crystal gonna say, Palace no, and Bright. I was going to say number five is clearly El Catwico, right? <laughs> <laughs> you asked them, would they rather play a fucking game against, uh, uh, pick another club, uh, West Brom? Would you rather play in the Premier League against West Brom or would you rather have two fake derbies? Yeah. Guarantee yes. you they'd rather have two fake derbies. Yep. Absolutely. Like, come on. South, um, Southampton, could you play Pompey or would you rather play Burnley in the league? Yeah, Pompey. Pompey, absolutely. Pompey all day. 100%. Pompey all day. Sunderland and Newcastle. It'd be a time where every day of the week. Fuck yes. Yep. Villa Villa would love to play Birmingham City any day of the week. And and West Ham would love to play Millwall any day of the week. Absolutely. And that's so you can't take that away. So ESPN, I think, missed the mark with that poll. Just yeah, saying. Definitely. So uh, your fourth game. My fourth game is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically for the first reason as the first one about um, figuring out European places. Yep. Uh, we have Sheffield United hosting Spurs. Ah, Sheffield Spurs. Very good. I have, I'm on the same uh, line as you. Wolves at Sheffield United. Again, because who wants to go to Europa? Both may, depending on what happens to City, but... Do they play two games that week? Uh, maybe I chose the Sunday, you chose the Saturday or something. Yeah, or it's or it's uh, Mid-week, different weeks. weekend or something. Yeah, different yeah. weeks. I gotcha. But yeah, no, same thing, same exact thing. Yeah. Who 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 wants to play in Europe? Who's up for it? Yep. Who can get there? All right. And my final game I got, and then I threw in one last little one after that. But we'll talk about you it. You told afterwards. me you were going to do that, so I threw mm-hmm. a bonus game in too. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, West Ham at Norwich for me. That's a that big was one. my bonus. Oh, that's your bonus. That's one? my bonus game. Yeah. yeah, because West Ham has an actual chance to pick up points against somebody. Norwich, Norwich up. will probably already be out of the league by then. But West Ham, they are out of the league right now. They already are. They're yeah. not winning the rest of their games. It's not going to happen. Precisely. And the people above them will pick up some points. Norwich are relegated. So uh, it's not official mathematically, but they are relegated. Okay, so that was your bonus game. Who's your last game? My last game is Wolves Arsenal. Wolves Arsenal, because again, Europe. Chasing European places. Absolutely. Europe. And the other thing is obviously there's only the top five, six spots, right? But you could, we worked it out earlier, go all the way down to eighth City for the Europa League the spots. Cup. Right. Because if City wins the FA Cup, they still, if the band is upheld, can't participate in European places. And if that happens, uh, in European competition, I'm sorry. And if that, that band is upheld, it would go to the next highest place team in the league in which case you would have one two three i'm sorry one two four five champions league yeah in league position one six six seven eight yeah one two four five yep or one three four five whatever right champions league six seven and eight going to going to europe because going to the europa league because city already won the league cup so you're already in at sixth without the ban being in the Europa League. Yep, absolutely. With the ban, you shift everything down one more. So you get all the way to eighth at that point. Six, seven, eight going to the Europa League. Interesting shit. Absolutely. My bonus was it could mean something. I don't think it will because I think it will have been figured out before the last week of the season. But in the final week, it could be Villa at West Ham to see who stays up. So that could be huge. At West Ham. Yeah, Villa Mm. at West Ham. That that is the cool thing about the final game of the season. Now, who knows if they'll do it this way because of the whole corona situation. But typically, every single year, everybody plays on the same day at the the same same time. time. So you have no fucking clue what anybody else is doing. Well, obviously, with was, modern technology, people find out. Right. But, yeah, the idea is is you can't then adjust your game plan to send your rival down mm-hmm. or vice versa or what have you. City won their first title in the 90th minute on the final day of the season while United had just won one nothing and were sitting there knowing that that 
City was down 2-1 to one in the 90th minute, and that City scored two goals to go on to win. Right. And the, the other piece of that is they had the, uh, I think they may have turned the Jumbotron on to the Oh, yeah, all the City people at United game. stayed. They all stayed and Stayed on it. the pitch and watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It was at Sunderland. They stayed at the mm-hmm. Stadium of Light, mm-hmm. just sat there and watched it. And wa- and watched it go away. You know, and, and that, hey, Sam, that title, more exciting than Liverpool's title this season. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I completely agree with you. But uh, I, I am very excited. So, West Ham, fun fact. Do you remember when uh, uh, Blackburn, I'm sorry, won the... Won the Premier League. Yes. And the last day of the season, West Ham held Manchester United to a draw, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. uh, to hand Blackburn the title after their win. No shit. Yep. And they sang in the Blackburn dressing room, I'm forever blowing bubbles in honor of West Ham doing that to Manchester United and handing them the the title. title. Yeah. Very cool. I wonder how the city of Birmingham will erupt in forever blowing bubbles after West Ham tanks it (laughs) to keep Aston Villa in the league (laughs) just to mock them. (laughs) And also maybe the town of Brighton at that point or Southampton, who knows uh, what that game, what implications will be on that game when we get there. Definitely the town of Crownsville will be rioting. So my point is, just is keep your mask on, will you? That that final game of the season, that final game of the season, have your team on one TV, and then have Villa West Ham on the iPad. Definitely, that'll if it comes down to it, you're gonna want to keep one eye on that game. Typically, we keep our conversation to just the EPL, and occasionally we'll talk about the Championship because those are teams that are about to get promoted. But I think it's worth mentioning, uh, League One voted to end their season using the points-per-game method. Several teams feel hard done and have hinted at legal action because there's games in hand and a team in eighth place suddenly jumped five teams and is now in third. They used a weird points-per-game ratio um, thus far into the season and then gave them the points based on that ratio for their remaining games of the season. Uh, so real quick, let me set teams one and two, first and second, are automatically promoted to the championship. Three plays six and four plays five in a home and away aggregate playoff, and then those two winners play each other to decide who goes up. So very big, very, very important. And the team sitting in seventh place that was in sixth place that is now knocked out of the playoffs is Peterborough United, who has won seven of nine games, was getting ready to play relegated Bolton, who's also dangerously close to going into administration. Again. So easily a game they could probably fucking win. Yep. Which would have vaulted them to third place. Yep. Still in the playoffs, but in a much better position. And the chairman had vowed to the uh, supporters that he would get the team into the playoffs this year, and if not, he would resign. He got up, he said his piece, mentioned all of that, said, I'm not making excuses for COVID, this is bullshit, I resign. Yep, good on him, he did resign. They're not excuses, they're reasons, I say that, that a lot of people say that there's excuses and not reasons, you know what I mean? But the, these are actual reasons. Like, this is crap. Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. Hey, this is bullshit. I made this promise, though, so I am going to leave. But on my way out, I just want you to know, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Another team greatly affected by it is uh, a lovely little television show we've watched, Sunderland Till I Die. Yeah, a Netflix and chill show. Now, Sunderland was not <laughs> in, <laughs> I hear you, was not in the playoff yet. Hashtag quarantine. But... They were still in the fight. They were oh, still yeah. within Absolutely. two points of being in fourth place. They were within a game. Yep. And w- with that many teams and that close, I mean, hell, Coventry City, who who's going to win the league, had a game in hand, which doesn't mean necessarily a W, by the way. It just means you have a game in hand. And they were only five points in front of second place, and they were only seven points in front of the rest of the pack. Yep. So with... 
10 games left, that's a lot that anything that's could, a lot that could happen. happen. They had the division's top scorer uh, among their ranks. Yeah. Who they now think they're going to have to sell. Don't know who's going to buy him. Was uh, that Peterborough who had him market. or Sunderland? No, no, no. Sunderland. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. Ivan something. Like mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, but uh, but yeah, he was the number one scorer in the division, and then they think they're gonna have to sell him. Like I said, in this market with all of the lost revenue over the last three months, don't know who's gonna buy him to help keep them afloat. But another team in risk of going into administration because of it. And somehow, Wycoming Wanderers, who were in seventh place at the time, on 59 points are now in third place with three teams on 60 points behind them. Right. So it, Wickham is one of the teams that greatly benefited from this. Wickham, okay. I thought it was Wycoming. I'm, thank you for Not a problem. correcting me. Here's the problem. This is a points-per-game system that they used to finish this out, right? So the teams that had games in hand, if they were in a decent position had a much higher points-per-game ratio than the rest of the league. Yep. Right? So they benefited unfairly because those games in hand may have been, I don't know, I didn't look at the schedule, may have been against one of the top two teams. Right. Or one of the top five teams or what have you, which very easily could have been a draw or a loss, thus lowering their points per game. Peterborough had a terrible start, but Peterborough had won Seven of nine fucking games. Right. They were they were the hottest they were the form team, team. Yeah. in the league. They were the form team. And as we've seen in every playoff situation, whoever goes in in form is who wins. It doesn't matter if they're third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. Whoever's in form, that's the team going up almost every fucking time. Yeah, agreed. So now um, there may be a precedent by the time this hits British court, by the way. Mm-hmm. There may be a British precedent. By the time this hits British court. Really? When you see uh, what Tranmere is planning on doing, mm-hmm. what Sunderland might do, what a few of those other clubs affected might do, Peterborough. Peterborough, uh, well. Sunderland, and Tranmere, which we'll get to in a second, have all already said they are seeking legal action. Right. So has Hearts uh, in Edinburgh. Um, mm. A potential precedent here uh, could be set in short order with Hearts being relegated from the top flight in Scotland. Uh, there was a proposal of reconstruction for one season, seeing an expanded top flight from 12 to 14 teams, um, with 10 going through the other leagues of Scotland, also named the Championship League 1 and League 2. Right, of course. Um, but just 16 of 42 member organizations were voted in favor of it. So they were going to save the relegated clubs, keep them in each league, still promote who they were supposed to promote, Right. Scrap playoffs, right? And that was it. So there was going to be 14 teams in the Scottish Premier League next season, as opposed to 12, uh, taking up the top two from the championship. And Hearts especially was the one most vocal about it. They are going to sue. They are going to bring this to the courts to decide upon. So what you're telling me is is that the uh, Scottish Premier Division... Uh, fucked over Fort Williams's chances of uh, getting up to League Two. Uh, Fort William fucked over Fort Williams' chances. <laughs> Fort William needs to win a fucking game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, uh, another Netflix show that we talked about during the quarantine on our Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, www.patreon.com uh was the English game. Yep. And uh, uh, Mr. Suter, uh, one of these Scottish lads brought down um, from Scotland, uh, played for Partick Thistle Yep. Uh, in those days. Um, originally, uh, when he was brought down uh, to the English team he played for, uh, Partick Thistle risks go- and will be relegated um, from either the championship, championship. or League One. Yeah, the, from yeah. the championship down into League One. Wow. As a result of this. And that's a team that was a Premier League, Scottish Premier League team for quite a while. For a while, yeah. Yeah, for yep. quite a while. Inverness was about to get back up. Mm-hmm. Now not. Mm. Yeah. Not good. Nope. So that we're going to start to see this. Now the Tranmere Rovers are being put into uh, relegation, even though they are technically not in the relegation zone. The three teams in the relegation zone, the problem is, is one of them, no exist no more. 
No, one of them closed their doors. At, what was it? October, I yeah. think it was. Yep. Uh, Bury. Yep. Uh, shut their doors. Didn't have enough money to operate. They did a last minute. Uh, tried to sell the club. Did a last minute uh, fan um, uh, fundraiser. No doing. They didn't raise the money necessary to keep operating. Yep. So uh, they fell out of the league. The league table finishes at twenty three teams. <laughs> Supposed to be 24. Right. And why don't you just send down the 24th spot and bring up two from the National League? Well, yeah. Why like, not? Why Why is Tranmere being punished? And and here's the thing. It's like Tranmere is like leaps and bounds ahead of Bolton. Right. And, who's the next team to go down. Like, it's absurd. They're, they're like 35 points. I think Bolton's at like 19. Yeah. It's so like there's no reason why they should be going down. Correct. None, and they have already, they, they literally, the minute the press came out and said that this is what's going to happen, that the vote happened, they said, we are seeking legal action. And good. Very I directly. Think Tranmere, especially, should remain in League One. Yeah. League Two. You're sending down three teams. It's League one, Two, right? We're talking about League One. It's, it's League One. Right. They should remain in League One. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. League Two also decided to cancel the rest of the season. And use the points per average thing. Right. Nothing of this magnitude happened in League Two. Yep. Just to let you know. Well, we're about to mention them in the very next segment. Oh. <laughs> League Two, Northampton, the Cobblers, who we discussed on our FA Cup uh, third round show because they were uh, into the third round of the FA Cup. The Cobblers. Yes. Well... They should be called. They are in. <laughs> they are in the FA, uh, the 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 um, playoff for yeah. to to get promotion. Yes. And everybody in Northampton, the uh, organization, has decided to do cardboard cutouts of fans to put into the stands for the game. Well, they happen to have a very famous fan, a very big. I'm talking huge, huge famous fan. They should be referred to, change their name from the Cobblers to the Diesels. You know, because the big Aristotle, Shaq Diesel, Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal, apparently bought a huge (laughs) life-size cardboard cutout of himself to put up in the stands. He tells people when they ask him who he supports, he proudly says, Northampton Town, I am a cobbler. And he's everybody friends looks with at the him, owner, yeah, or chairman, or the chairman. Yeah. Yes, he's done a lot of business with the chairman of the club, and he is unapologetically a Northampton, a Northampton Town fan. Has been for four or five years now. I wonder, and goes to a goes to games from time to time too. Like he fucking Shaq loves Diesel him. just turns up, just show up. Why not? I gotta wonder. I wonder if the Northampton Town chairman is the general. Oh, with all the car insurance stuff? Yeah. He oh. does know the general. He does know the general. I know Shaq knows the general. <laughs> Could be the I'm general. I'm wondering if he's the general. So there's really not much to pontificate on. I just thought it was a very interesting story worth bringing up. Shaq Diesel, a fan of Northampton Town. You think I, of all the crazy clubs that like people support and Americans support, and, and especially, particularly with... The NBA players, a lot of them, they all support the front runners. That's pretty much who they're all into, you know. Well, because they're friends with some of the athletes on those teams, per- precisely. Yeah. Particularly right. in the case of uh, the the late great Mr. Bryant, he was a huge Barcelona fan because him and Roladinho were were close, fucking, yeah. like tight, we're, like yeah, we're friends, good, friends. good friends, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Hung out, played played soccer against each other, were football against each other, played basketball against each other, like yeah, tight fucking friends. But most of your most of your professional athletes they end up liking the top six that's that's it's one of the top six who they end right. up liking and it's just very cool to see good old Shaq, northampton town i'm a fucking cobbler and i'm fucking proud <laughs> yeah fuck, fuck you tell me i'm not a cobbler <laughs> that's awesome the the uh other thing i would say about that and uh another show that we listen to uh that we never mention on here and will not and continue to not do nope they made the wonderful point of what happens if you paid all that money to have your cardboard cutout in the stands at Northampton Town and ended up behind Shaq and can't be seen by the television That's cameras? Because right. <laughs> Shaq made it very clear. Full-size Shaq cutout. Full-size Shaq, front row. Full-size Shaq cutout. <laughs> I think I'd be honored to have my cutout next to Shaq. I mean, no, next to no, 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 behind. behind. Still, How much would it suck to be behind him? You can't know. see him. That be would like, be the closest they ever got to Shaquille O'Neal. I, <laughs> I'd, I would, I'd be tweeting that to everybody immediately. I'd be like, be like, 
I found out. I'm behind Shaq. You can't see me, but if you see Shaq, I'm Hold right on. there. I'm right Hold there. on. Yeah. Why doesn't the DU football show buy a cardboard cutout, and I'm using air quotes on that one, and just say it's placed behind Shaq, and that's why no one can see it? <laughs> well, if they're if they're smart, if they're smart, what they do, the person that if they know they're behind Shaq, you do a picture like this with the arm, <laughs> and you have them tape them to the top with your arm around Shaq being like, ah. <laughs> All right, you now know, I, I might actually buy one of these. <laughs> right. I'm like, obviously, I'm to, if they're 10 pounds or less, I'm buying one. All right, we need to get on to some serious stuff here. Okay. Uh, Russ uh-huh. had another question. Not a particularly <laughs> great question, but Russ had another you question. You on this show? Yeah, we're All doing right. that on this show, so go ahead. So Russ sent in a question for, uh, for Mel. Oh, i got to go back and scroll. Uh, with Villa going down, fuck you, Russ, it's not decided yet, <laughs> at the end of the season... What Malort-loving club will Mel choose next year? Okay, so I've been debating on this. Uh, First of all, I think it's a little premature because Villa is still a Premier League team. But should the very unfortunate circumstance come to fruition, I have a couple options. I could go with my second-choice team, Leicester. But I'm, I'm not feeling good about that because I still want to be a Villa fan, and I do plan on watching their games next year mm-hmm. if, not when, Russ, if they go down. So that leaves the question, if they go down, probably Jack Grealish won't be playing for them anymore. Mm-hmm. So I've decided if Villa gets relegated and you guys want me to keep up the whole Malort shot bit, I go where Jack goes. Whichever okay. team picks up Jack Grealish, That'll be my team, you and if he and if he switches midseason, well, next year I go where Jack goes. Now, that also means if Jack gets injured and he's not playing, I want a free pass. I'm actually disappointed in you. Why? You go right down with your boys. That's who you no, chose. No, I'm going. But, That's in your blood. But for the show, it's a Premier League show. Uh, fair enough. So you need a team to support. I need here. a team. Like if it's a Premier okay. League show, fair Sam enough. said I needed to have she, a Premier League. She team. she even told me she was like, "You're gonna keep paying for ESPN Plus, right? right and you'll yeah. let me you'll let me know if Villa is one of the selected games on ESPN Plus. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Like, All right, good, good. I'm, I'm in the going fan to club. watch them. I got the gear. I, okay, Lindsay's good. my girl. Yeah. I am not abandoning Villa. Okay. So I was trying to think of the fairest way. To maintain uh, yeah, the bit. Following a player is not a bad deal. Well, well that well, comes up. And you can't you can't be Lester because Vardy did some, you know, unspeakable things to your uh, chicken. Let's not even talk about that one. <laughs> so Russ's follow-up for Mel. If Jack Peter Grealish, I like how I put the full name in there. If Jack Peter Grealish signed with Liverpool, would you switch your alliance to your husband's sworn enemy? I will leave this to the two across from me. To which I say what I said before. I go where Jack goes, baby. And you can go out the fucking door because we won't be married anymore. I mean, Russ did want me to start playing uh, You Never Walk Alone. Yeah, exactly. Russ, my fucking show. (laughs) You're never... Sam, yes, I know it's your show, too. I'm talking directly to Russ. I think it's our show. I am talking to Russ. What a dick, Graham. Sam? If Mark call if Mark told her to play Spurs bullshit, like what is it, the fucking stupid Star Wars opera thing that, that they use, right? I yeah. have a joke, I'm not gonna say but, it. But <laughs> if, but if they if they go to play if if he reached out to her and said, Play that during Sam's and you then this is my fucking show, fuck you, I would have no problem with that because it is collectively our show. But Russ, no. Fuck you. You're not gonna get fucking you'll never walk alone ever. Ever played on here again? Only, only way that's again because ha- I have played it before. Only way that's going to happen. Only way that's going to happen is if you produce a show and you play it, and then you won't be a guest on this show anymore. So <laughs> just letting no, you know, we that. need Russ because I like taking vacations. Um, yeah, I go where Jack goes. So if Jack signs with Liverpool, despite the strain it will put on my marriage, and I'm going to put my paper up so he can't eyeball me while I'm saying this. That's why she gave me a I... fucking? That's why she gave me the fucking whiskey. She's trying to be nice. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I go, I go where Jack goes. Good news, that's Jack is no way in hell going. Now. Not going to Liverpool. No, but I am. I go where Jack goes, and if Jack stays down, well then. I'm just not going to have a Premier League team, I She's guess. She's just going to be Arsenal, hands down. That's, uh, that's the end of the no. season. No, I mean. In fact, I'm <laughs> dreading it. That's one of the teams I'm like, oh, I don't want Jack to go to Arsenal. 
Liverpool's I, fine. We I don't think could I, use somebody like Jack at our club. Uh, your your team Villa spending that amount of money. Villa's going to want upfront money. It can't be deferred because they need to they need All to right, straighten listen, their books. Listen, I've already made fun of myself for being Eastern <laughs> Motors. I don't need you to help me with second chance credit either. I'm not making fun <laughs> of you. I'm stating facts. It's going to be United. It's going to be United. Uh, it could be. There's there's others. There's others. I think it's going to be United, ultimately. Now, that being said, I'm not going to wear a scarf. I'm not going to wear a jersey. I'm not going to wear any of that bullshit. I'm just following the player, and that's the thing. I'm still a villainista. That's fine. For the show, yes, that's fine. I'm still a villainista. And that's fair. Well done to you. I just, you know, have a thing for Captain Jack. And uh, you know what? You can walk your ass alone right out the fucking door, woman. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. All right, Sam, we're back to doing real bets. Yes. Holy shit. After I won a bunch of money during the quarantine that I can't add to my total. But you are currently down $1,797, just worth reminding you. I probably won that amount during quarantine. And uh, are you going to stick with the bet that you made in England? Because while we were in England, we did make uh, prediction bets. I'm going to stick with mine. I am sticking with mine, and if you'll remind me of that, that'll be great. What was Absolutely. it? Ar- Arsenal Leicester double at the weekend. Wasn't yep. It? Uh, um, Arsenal to beat Brighton, Leicester to beat Watford. You were going to put down two hundred instead of one hundred, which would win you nine oh three. Now the odds actually went up in your favor. Wait. All right. So I am going to stick with that. However, I'm not going to add to the parlay, but I am going to do something separate from that. Uh, because I am very deep in the hole and very excited that we're back. So, on the week, uh, the midweek games, I'm sorry, I will pick Villa to win against Sheffield United and there to be under three and a half goals in City versus Arsenal. Okay, very okay. good. Odd parlay. Villa to win outright, doesn't matter the score, but under three and a half goals in the, uh, in the uh, Arsenal City match. Um, that will bank me plus 522 for Wednesday. I'd Which would put you in the almost positive. It would get you down to like 300 bucks, I think, right? I think that's a good No, I'm only putting 100 okay. on it. So it would 500, I would be at minus 12 and change. Okay. And then if I won the weekend, also, yes, I'd mm-hmm. be minus 300. Yes. There you go. Right okay. around there. I don't know the exact I numbers. think that's a great bet. If Villa <laughs> comes out strong like they did at the beginning of the season when they beat Everton, then uh, they'll be in good shape. Yeah, definitely. Well, very well, astute. Very astute of you, Mel. We're well gonna, thank you. We're going to talk about it in injury time, but I actually fancy them against uh, Shutfield yeah. on Wednesday. 100%. I really do. Yep. So, yeah. And then the weekend, as we said, it's a, a, a Arsenal-Leicester double. Um, to outright win both their games, two hundred on that one plus nine hundred three. Um, so I've got two bets uh, for this week. Sam, someone is really, really, really excited about there being live games to bet on. All right. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. Go big or go home. Let the games begin. So in the spirit of true degenerates everywhere, I'll pick. Every game this week. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And put at least 25 on all of them. The math's a little funny, but I'll be risking 326 to win 406. That's, of course, a win and all lose all predictions. Like, he hits every single bet, right? He's doing it individually. $25 bets. He bets 326 to win 406 if they all hit, is what he's saying. Okay, I have, I have one question. Yeah. How does he gamble $326 if it's all $25 bets? I don't know. He said the math's a little tricky. Let's not get caught in the minutia. We okay. have a fucking show to do. The point is he's betting every fucking game, okay? Yeah, got it. All right. Arsenal, plus 1.5 uh, at minus uh, 115. That's against uh, City, so he's getting a goal and a half against City. Uh, Villa, pick them at plus 130. Norwich, draw at plus 245. Tottenham against um, uh, Manchester, United. Manchester United, pick them at uh, uh, minus 105. Leicester at giving up a half a goal is even money. Um, West Ham to draw is plus 235. Bournemouth, pick them is minus 140. Arsenal, giving up a half a goal against Brighton is minus 105. Newcastle to draw is plus 210. 
Chelsea minus a goal. Uh, that's the one against Villa. Would be um, one twenty-five. Uh, well, minus one twenty-five. So he risks one hundred and twenty-five to make a hundred. Uh, Liverpool minus one. Uh, so Liverpool giving up a goal against uh, Everton in the Derby is minus one ten. So he risks one hundred and ten to win a hundred. And Manchester City. This is the one I think that's going to trip him up big time. Minus two point five against Burnley. Now City's beaten the shit out of Burnley pretty regularly lately. But Burnley isn't always the easiest place to go get a lot of goals. So yeah, absolutely. Ought to be interesting. And that's at minus 105. Have a great week and good luck. So, my bet. Oh, welcome back. Why, yes. It's important now, so now I'm involved. Taylor, I thank you for your service, good man. You're both a partner and a friend. But definitely not Big a Big Sam! Sorry. But definitely not a scholar. Heard. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 19.32% of the time it works. 100% of the time. <laughs> um, so I'm currently down uh, 267. I don't need to do anything fucking crazy because all I need to do is hit a couple of bets and I'm right back into the black, which, by the way, I've been this season, unlike you. Um <laughs> My tried-and-true method is going to work out very well as I am taking Leicester to beat Watford at an easy plus 115. Because I know how to bet, unlike you. Um, the only thing I would have to say to that, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very quick thing that I have to say to that, is your tried-and-true method also lost you last season's prediction time. My tried-and-true method is to do what the fuck I want for eight months. And then the last month of the season, get it all right. <laughs> um, last season, it wasn't a tried and true method. This season, it has <laughs> been. Thank you very much. Now, that is an amazing segment, a really great segment. But we give you more. Every week, Mel goes up to the backyard and spends a little time with our adventurous hen. We give you. Adventurous hen. <laughs> Kitty the chicken. <laughs> You know you missed that music. Oh, yeah. I did a little bit, to be honest with you. The boys are dancing to the uh, techno chicken music. Now, Miss Kitty had a great dinner tonight. Um, she had some Maryland crab, finally. Please. Oh, yeah. Pick the shells clean because she was celebrating. Kitty was elated to hear that the Prem was back because she was growing bored with betting on the squirrels in the backyard, and she's ready for some serious action. So this week, I gave her Aston Villa hosting Sheffield United, a.k.a. Dumplings! As I looked around the coop, though, I did notice there were some dents in the fencing. And then I looked around, and I realized Kitty had on two different slides. Uh Uh-oh. I've heard this story before. She must have been hanging out with Jack Grealish over the shutdown, and clearly she believes that Villa will be victorious. Sam, you know we never actually got a picture of the two different slides on Grealish's feet. I wonder if one was really small, only covering his pinky toe. I've, I've, we've now covered the mystery of where Grealish's other shoe went. Apparently, my chicken has it. Yeah. And uh, everyone, always remember to gamble and drink responsibly. So this is the part of our show where we normally talk about Drunkard United Football Club and uh, how we did in our adult league game this past week. But we no play. We still no play. Uh, we are supposed to, as of now, start up again next week, the 23rd, I think that is. Don't know if we are, officially or not, but we're supposed to. I will not be on your bench. I don't know if I'm going to be there yet. Heard. We have enough people that have said they will play that we will have a team should the game go forward. We will let you know how we did should that happen. This segment has been replaced by our new favorite Belarusian Premier League team, Belarusian, mm-hmm. uh, however you would like to say that, FC Slutsk. So, yeah. Sammy, why don't you tell us how they did this weekend? Uh, watch the game. It didn't go so well. Uh, Streaming lost. on YouTube, by the yep, way. Absolutely. Yep. Lost uh, 3-0. Ooh. Uh, gave, uh, 
gave up a goal in the 33rd minute. Uh, there was a lot of pressure from uh, Gordinha. There, they were in right above the relegation zone. So clearly a game that they really needed, and they were at home. They scored early because earlier in the season, who uh, Gordinha you're talking about? Yeah, because earlier in the season, uh, Slutsk had beat them four to one. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> coming into the second half, it seemed like Slutsk was ready to go, really putting the pressure on. Corner kick happens, counterattack. Uh, you normally want to cover the guy standing at midfield all by himself that they all forgot to cover. One-on-one fast break, quickly 2 nothing, and then within five minutes, quickly 3 nothing, and from there, the game was kind of lost. Now, Unfortunate. Now, there's three very interesting things that I uh, noticed about that game. First off, a player off the bench came and grabbed a cat and picked it up and took it back to the stands because apparently a cat tried to run on the field, much like Goodison, and apparently is better at catch capper, capturing cats than we are. That was hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> Could have just said the player was really good at getting pussy. Yeah, he, yes, he was. He is a slutsk. He is a slutsk. Second thing, the referee, the referee made a player apologize to another player for throwing an elbow as he walked away from him. Aww. Got up, walked by the guy, threw an elbow into him. Ref walked over, gave the yellow card, pointed, and made him turn around and go back over and go, sorry about that, pal, and went on his way. <laughs> Sweet. And the third thing, <laughs> the third thing, this was truly the greatest thing ever. In the stands for, for Gordinha, they had someone playing. It was a saxophone. I could tell it was a saxophone, not a trumpet. Bill Clinton. Out of tune. Bill Clinton. Constantly. And no one gave any fucks. <laughs> it would just be like they're, Bill getting, ready, like they're getting ready to start like a, a song, and it'd be like, you know, dun, 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 dun. It'd be like, there'd be like, scream out something in Russian. Like, completely out of tune. And I was obsessed with it, just listening to the horn. I was like, I'm trying to, I'm like, is that a trumpet? I'm like, no, that's definitely a woodwind. That's that's a saxophone. That's like a really horribly played saxophone. <laughs> oh my god, it's well, you know what fucking it is. entrancing. You know what it is. The Belarusian president, remember, at the beginning of this entire crisis, said, just drink more vodka, you won't get corona. So exactly. obviously, he's just staying safe. <laughs> <laughs> the saxophone player, I mean. Just had... <laughs> All of the vodka. So I am. Uh, I'm excited to watch the next game, and uh, hopefully something very special will be on the horizon as well for uh, for us and the amazing FK Slutsk. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so, Sammy, a few things in the in the yeah. works there. Yeah. So Sammy, producer any, Mel's producing some shit. Yeah, she is. Uh, Sammy, any parting words? Um, not really. This week, cool. Just I don't really have a lot to prim. say. Yeah, I'm excited. Just we, uh, we said everything we already needed to say. Yeah, just get get the fuck home early on Wednesday and watch yourself some football, man. Uh, this, about, this next week, we've talked about this. Uh, I don't know that we said it on air. Mm -hmm. This this next week is kind of set up where every game is on television, uh, uncontested by another. Yep. So get yourself your fix this week. All you addicts like us that have been dying for your fix of football, mm -hmm. uh, especially the Premier League. Get stuck in. This next seven days is going to be a joy. How about your two normal uh, yelly things? Oh, yeah. Wash your hands and stop killing black people. I like to think that's really good parting words. I like those. Thanks. Very poignant. Um, oh, I did have one more thing. I, God, I forgot. Okay. Your second thing about the elbowing part yeah. of the uh, FC Sluts player as uh -huh. he walked past the other. Um, I would have been sent off in that situation because fuck you. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> That's glad I wasn't there. Graham, DBAC. Yeah, DBAC. Nah, that's a perfect situation to be a con. The only one that's allowed. Heard. Okay? The only one that's allowed. All right, boys and girls. Uh, next up is injury time. More of the same, except for we're going to go ahead and actually preview the league again because we haven't been able to do that for a while. It's in. And should you want to check us out, Sam, where do you do that? Once again, it's www.patreon.com backslash DU Football Show. And then you can find all of our podcasts, uh, except for the ones you have to pay for on that website, on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere that you get your pods. Next week, thank fucking God. Sorry, Russ. We finally 
forget to talk about football again. Yes. Until next week, everybody. Pep, pep, cheerio. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Don't you get mad?